Hi there, my name is Dr. Mitchell. I am your host today of the Mental Health and Wellness Show. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Amanda Love. She is a registered holistic nutritionist specializing in fibromyalgia. She herself suffered from this debilitating illness for many years, and now her passion is to help others find wholeness and healing in their own lives. She is a writer, podcaster, registered holistic nutritionist, speaker, and currently resides in Austin, Texas. You can tune in and listen to her extensive library of podcast material called Fibromyalgia, Real Solutions with Amanda Love on all the platforms. Plus, you can find out more about her on her website, which is www.amandaeliselove.com. And more details will be in the show notes so you can get that later. All right, with no further ado, let us introduce the lovely Amanda. Amanda, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, I am really looking forward to this conversation because A, I love holistic health. For me, it implies whole body and then nutrition, which is the foundation. So can you tell me a little bit about holistic nutrition and what it means? My belief, this is what I say it is, it's my body and spirit. And it's that simple. I think we overcomplicate it and stuff, but what is your mindset? What are you doing for your body? What are you doing nutrition wise? And because it all interacts, it's not just one thing. And a lot of times we focus, maybe we're focused more on the physical, but are you focused on the eating right? Are you focused on your relationship and stuff? And a lot of times I think we, the relationships is the last thing that we want to focus on. Got it. Yes, I love that. We are mind, body, and spirit, definitely. And as far as holism relating to nutrition, can you explain more about that? Yeah. So nutrition is not a one size fits all, I feel like. And I think a lot of times we get told by our best friend, oh, this worked for me. And so you think it's going to work for you or people just automatically just tell you, well, if you have a cold, you should take this. Or if you have diabetes, you should do this. And they really don't know too much. Maybe they don't struggle with that condition, but somehow they've heard it from the news or something. (laughs) So you really have to be able to check your sources and find out like real, like people who could deal with that health issue. I think that's the big thing with nutrition. We are not, we're all different. We all have different things happening in our lives. Some have kids, some don't have kids. Some of us are married, some of us are single, some divorced. So everything we do nutrition-wise is different from somebody else. I really love that. So that really highlights the importance of looking at the individual's lifestyle and their situation, right? Right. For them to have optimal health through their nutrition, right? And I love it how you said, check your sources. That has been a big thing that it's all over the media, like misinformation, check your sources, check your sources, check your sources. And, you know, I tell people I didn't get my degree from Dr. Google or Dr. Reddit or Dr. Facebook. I got mine from a real school, right? And right. You had, likewise, you have those certificates behind you. You got your information from an accredited source. 
Yeah. And I think that a lot of times people don't even, I never get asked, which is crazy to me. Do you have any nutrition knowledge? Did you do courses? Did you do whatever did you do? And I actually just signed up for a, a course too, just because I wanted to learn more and stuff. But I mean, like people don't ask that, but then it's interesting. There's a lot of health experts out there and then they say they're health experts, but then you, you know, they're not really health experts. I find out and they just, that's the problem right now is that it's not like anybody could call themselves the health coach or a nutritionist. It's not like regulated or it's not like a dietitian type thing. So that's yes. the problem. So you really have to ask people like, ask them where did they go to school because that's what we do with our doctors we don't we look them up and we say and we look at their schools and we say oh they went to that school that's probably really good I mean we do it with like doctors but we for whatever reason we don't want to do it with our health that's a really good point making sure that you're talking to a vetted source somebody that has experience qualifications credentials right it doesn't necessarily have to be an MD. But I mean, I have coaching yeah. certificates. I have nutrition certificates. I have, I'm a lifetime learner, like a nerd. So I thank nerd you. out. I, I thank you. I, that's one thing I love about you. Yeah. I'm consistently <laughs> enrolled in a course. Yeah. That's why I just signed up for one. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, I have four that I'm still waiting to get to. Like I have a, like a list, a backlog of courses I have to do in the courses that I'm currently in. But yes, you need to find someone who's passionate, someone who's current who's willing to learn what is new because let's face it science changes certain things over time our world changes our diet changes our gut health changes the pollution in our environment the stress everything changes and all those pieces affect our health hence holistic health hence the wellness wheel where health is physical emotional intellectual environmental spiritual financial social It's everything. It's everything. And that is why we are having this discussion to understand it's not just one narrow view. You have to look at the whole picture, your relationships, as Amanda mentioned, who you live with, where you live with, like all these things matter, right? It's not one size fits all. There are foundations we have to all pay attention to, right? Like drinking water (laughs) is a must exercising not right yeah but then it's tailored to you and that's one thing I really um love about the work you do so Amanda I know you have a special interest in fibromyalgia can you please share about that yeah so my interest in fibromyalgia started back when I was diagnosed with it back in 2010 so this was 11 years ago and for me, it was, I didn't know what fibromyalgia was going to be this important in my life. I was very sick from a young child, a lot of immune issues, and a lot of fatigue and stuff. And then eventually after high school, I completed a personal training program, six months, and I felt fine. I didn't have any issues with like pain or anything like that, but I still get constantly sick all the time. So then I was like, wanted to go into nutrition. That was a love of mine at the time. But all of a sudden, I couldn't get off the couch. I turned 20 years old, like two weeks after that program ended. And I was in so much pain. I was fatigued. I couldn't focus. And 10 months later, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which 
started this crazy journey finding answers for my health. And that's the big thing that I want people to realize. You can't say, oh, I've tried everything because there's always something to try in the health field, I think. And sometimes you need to do it longer than you do it. Maybe you've only done something for like a week, like going gluten-free. And going gluten-free, I always tell people you have to do it for at least four or six weeks. And I always tell people one little molecule of gluten can stay in your body up to weeks, up to months. So you can't cheat with gluten. I I tell people, yeah, you might have to go gluten-free, but you might have to get rid of everything else. And that's like a big thing to do. But I mean, it's your life and you have to make the choice. I'm going to keep working on my health to be there for my family, be the best version of me. I love it. That is music to my ears. Key points is you got to do the work. And you have to do it consistently. It's not when you choose to, when you feel like it. No, if you don't want to be in the suffering and pain like you were before, you have to do the work, right? Yeah, I still am doing the work. Like I'm always improving my health. I'm always looking to see, okay, what should I do next? Maybe I'm dealing with hormones and stuff. Then I'm still working on that. I mean, that's one of the things I'm working on. I'm in my 30s. So that's... A hormone stuff. But I mean, you got to take the action. I think that's the big thing. Definitely. And you mentioned hormones. It's yes, there's a condition, call it fibromyalgia, call it diabetes, call it whatever that's going on. But then life is also changing. You are maturing. You are getting older. You are going through your stages, which affects that condition. So you have to be willing to learn and adapt and change because that is part of life. Right? Yeah, I totally agree because I think a lot of times we think, oh, we are going to get to this end point with our health. And it's like, no, you're what you did maybe... 10 years ago in your 20s, maybe you can't do that anymore. And it's a lot of change. And then once you hit your 40s and you're going through menopause or whatever you're going through, that's a huge thing as a woman also. So, I mean, we think we get to this, we think, oh, there's maybe it's our world or just how we're like brought up, but it's sort of like we want the quick fix and there's not a quick fix to your health. Yes. I love it. This is not a drive through This is not, you know, you want burgers and fries with it. You have to do the work. You have to to do the work, but there's a benefit to doing the work. Yes. You might not see the benefit. You might see the benefit a week, two weeks, but, or it may take a month or two or a couple months. It depends on how sick you are. I think. And people will need to realize you can't, you didn't wake up you probably didn't wake up like sick and dealing with all your health issues that you're dealing with. A lot of times it accumulates over years, 10, 20, 30 years, if you're really into your 50s, 60s and stuff. What's like one thing you could do today to take that small, I always say baby steps. And if you're all, as long as you're moving forward, you could fall backwards. You could slip up. That's okay. Cause we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But you got to keep, as long as you're making progress with your health, then you're on the right track. Yes, I love that. I love that mentality. You're making progress. And for those of you who are listening, sometimes progress looks like three steps forward and a proceed two steps backwards. Right? That's okay. That's life. It's teaching you something. It's training you. Keep on going. Our life changes, just like fashion changes. Like who wears the tracksuits from the 80s? Remember them? I don't. 
I wasn't born in the 80s, so I don't know. Oh, I'm a little old. I'm a little more vintage on you. I was born in the 80s. So styles have changed significantly from my childhood till now. So in my 30s, for all y'all listening, forever in my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So if you could say one thing to society about their nutrition in general, what would you say? And please, I don't do politically correct. This is just about saying the truth in love. So what, if you could change one thing about society, let's say North America and America, that's really holding us back. What would you say that we should change or do differently? I think what we need to do differently is just get back to the basics. What are you eating? Are you eating the right food for your body? Learn about like what foods help with energy, what foods help with sleep, what foods help with certain health conditions or hire someone to to educate you on that. I think a lot of times we are very busy people and we just need to slow down, start cooking, like cook your meals from home. You'll start to realize you'll save money and stuff like that. But you're also starting to feel like your energy is better. You're sleeping better and everything. So like get back to just like cooking from home. That doesn't mean you don't have, you could go out, just make sure it's a healthy meal. Don't make it like, don't sit, go straight to the fast food or something. Plan out what you're going to like, plan it out. Like, so you're not, you're like, well, if I'm running around with the kids and taking them to soccer practice and doing the mom thing, then have like some fruit and nuts in your bag. So you're not like starving by time it dinner rolls around or whatever. And you're not like going straight to the fast food. So it's really just getting back to the basics and just making little small little tweaks throughout your day. I love it. Getting back to the basics. Basics. I say, if you're not planning, you're planning for failure, right? Right. As a busy young mom, I've learned to chop up fruit. Like my kids love watermelon or whatever, put them in little containers, you know, have those healthy snacks because it's so easy to go through a drive-thru. And before you know it, you're like wondering, why do I feel so gross? Because when your body's not used to toxic, when you find, when you do succumb and do make the wrong choice, your body's like, what are you doing to me? And it is possible because- If I can live a healthy life, and I will say this year, I have done a 180 as far as embracing and honoring my whole health. If I can do it as a busy mom of two young kids and running three businesses in a crazy pandemic, you just have to make those baby steps like Amanda says. Make that conscious decision to do it. And please don't buy into the lies like, oh, I deserve this because I've been good, aka I should have this piece of cake as a reward. Right. It's actually not a reward. That's actually hurting your body. I'm not saying you don't have cake. Don't get me wrong. I have this 90-10 rule. 90% of the time, have a halo around your head. Be a good girl or boy. And that 10% is called life. But that life, still enjoy it in moderation. You get what I mean? Go ahead, Amanda. Yeah, I think it's in life, it's all about moderation. You make it a special occasion, then have that piece of cake or whatever whatever you're doing, as long as it's not, you're not allergic to that food or have sensitivities to that food, you got to realize your life is not always going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect with your diet. You're never going to be perfect with working out. You'll probably have days where you don't want to do something, but it's better to prepare ahead of time. So when you're tired and we all have those days when we're tired or we just didn't sleep or whatever, we had that food, even if it's just like a smoothie or something, just something healthy, easy, or a 
just a salad or something to and to get us back to feeling better because I think a lot of times that's the time where we're gonna reach for the ice cream or we're gonna reach for the cookies or go through the fast food so it's really like we said just sort of preparing for those times when we're not always going to be at a hundred percent. Yes. And adding to that point is being aware of how we feel because many of us are emotional eaters. When we're sad, we reach the quote unquote comfort food, right? (laughs) Comfort food really isn't comforting to our body's nutrition, but that's what it's a, our food is like a represents another issue that's going on. That's why it's really important to understand why these behaviors are happening, your thoughts and all of those things. It's not just looking at life at the surface level. That's right. I always say you should look at like, okay, it's certain times you're going to reach for that cake and you're like, and then the next day you're like, why did I reach for that? And maybe it was because you were stressed out. Maybe you're just tired. Maybe you're, maybe it's better just not to have it in the house. Yes. I mean, I find that's the best for me is not to have things in the house that are like tempting because I'll reach for them when I'm tired or I'm stressed or I haven't slept and stuff. Not that you can't have those things or you could just go to a, I always say go to a restaurant and enjoy that ice cream or whatever. So then you don't have like the whole ice cream container. That is so true. That's a really good point. And you know, one thing as a result of this pandemic, I have learned to do online grocery shopping. So it's my online app is my grocery list. So I'm, I have more self-control that way than being in the bakery aisle and looking at the cinnamon buns (laughs) and it's calling my name. Come eat me. You need to eat me. Right. So I'm not, I'm not going in there when I'm hungry, when I'm, and when I'm hungry, I'm vulnerable. I want to eat everything. So it goes in my cart. So yeah, that's, I find that happens to me. Like when it's that time of the month, I'm like, yes, I'm like, I did this a couple months ago and I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have gone into all that sugary stuff because I was just like hungry and it was that, and I'm like, it was, I'm just hormones. It's like, yeah, that's probably not the best. So it's really great if you can order online because yes. you don't impulse shop. I feel like definitely and you don't look you instead you're typing in like vegetables and fruit and you're not really going down the aisles and stuff yes and speaking of vegetables and fruit for all of you who are struggling at some point or have struggled with your weight which is the majority of us including myself one thing that you need to know is that our stomachs are looking at the volume not the calories so if you want yeah. to fill up on two pounds of watermelon, for example, I know this is an example, which <laughs> is maybe 600 calories or two pounds of bacon, which is thousands. It's your pick. Your stomach only knows volume. So eating foods that are rich in water. So avoiding calorie dense food is really going to help you and hydrating and being aware of your emotional health because your emotional health will show up in all aspects of your life, not only your nutrition and your relationships and how you spend money and how you interact with others. Would you say so, Amanda? Yeah, I would totally agree. I think we, I don't like the whole calorie counting thing. I feel like it's starting to slow I think it's starting to go away I feel like but I mean I feel like calories people get stuck on like oh I had I have to have this many calories and I have to 
I mean, we've all done it as women. Like, we've all done it because it was the end thing to do and stuff, like, five years, ten years ago, I think. But, I mean, it's really just looking at your body and, like, feeling it with, like, the right foods. Definitely. And, you know, this next point I'm going to make for some people is controversial. (laughs) I've spoken to other people and they, they, yeah, right? It's looking at your body, not only that, but remembering that a large percentage of society's um, ability to look at what is healthy is distorted because we have moved from being a more active society to be more sedentary where it's, you know, app, skip the dishes, Uber eats, DoorDash, whatever, you know, drive through lifestyle. So now we have tools to help us. Body mass index has kind of gone out of favor in some degree. However, there is some benefit to being aware of one's weight. And for me, one thing that's helped kept me in shape is I go on the scale every morning around the same time after going to the bathroom, because I know me, I can be very bad. Like it's just in my bones. Okay. (laughs) So in order to stay honest, I look, and then when I'm like, okay, I know what I did yesterday, that was too salty or, you know, maybe it was your period. Then you make adjustments. I find if you go a long period of time without accountability, I including will fall off the wagon. I was there. So what I made that conscious decision this year is I have accountability. I record things. I have my coaches and people I work with that help me keep me on track and encourage me to live the best version of my life yet. Because I believe the best is yet to come. I totally believe that the best is yet to come. Love it. So for those of you who are listening, remember nutrition is fundamental for your health garbage in garbage out it will eventually catch up with you just like for those of you who are younger who used to bake yourself in the sun and rub crisco on your body now (laughs) you are likely enjoying skin cancer and damage and wrinkles okay Mm -hmm. i get many women in my aesthetics practice who complain (laughs) that i wish i had known i'm like sorry girl no least now you know you can make good changes <laughs> in moving dishes. forward. Awesome. So Amanda, how can people reach you, especially those suffering with fibromyalgia? Um, yeah. So I have a website, which is amandaleaselove.com. Instagram is the same and Facebook is the same. I keep it simple. And if anyone wants to do a 30 minute call with me to discuss their health issues and stuff like that and find out their next steps, that's a great way. Or I have a free sleep guide on the website so they could start with that first or the podcast, which is Fibromyalgia Real Solutions with Amanda Love, which we talked about. Love it. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, everyone. Make sure you like, follow, leave a good review. This (laughs) was a blessing to you. Share it with your friends. Till next time, this is Dr. Mitchell and Amanda Love on the Mental Health and Wellness Show.